Welcome back to the Vacuous Podcast, where we talk about vacuous things, random stuff, and everything in between. My name's Naya. I'm Kathy. And I'm Daniel. I ran out of things. Those are the only two things I know. Daniel. Ta-da. I'm Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Yo, we're doing dances to our names, by the we way. Really rocked real quick. I could have. Millie rocking it out. Welcome back to the Vacuous Podcast. Uh, brought Suck to you by t- today's sponsor. My mom. Your mom. I love you. <laughs> my mom, I miss you. Come visit me, please. Um, if you don't know what our, what we're talking about, check out our Twitter. Yeah. Because we're not going to tell you. No, we're not going to tell you. Just kidding. We are going to tell you. Yeah. Okay, so my mom <laughs> is the sweetest lady. She sent me a card um, that had $20 cash and some stamps in it. And she was like, hey... I'm going to sponsor a week of the podcast by the good beer by Naya orange crush. And here are some stamps. So you can send out the stickers to your fans. Like man, let me fucking tell you, I was in receiving at work and I saw the group me that you send us. And I was like, I legit almost cried. I was like, she said, Naya. <laughs> that's my name. That's my name. <laughs> and I was Dude, like, so Oh, that's sweet. so fucking cute. Dude. I wanted to cry. Dude, I was walking around to, like, everybody that knows about the podcast at work, uh-huh. and I was like, hey, you want to see the cutest thing? Look, <laughs> look, look, we have our first sponsor. <laughs> I went up to Jessica, and I was like, hey, guess what? Because she looked like she was having a rough day, and I was like, hey, we got our first sponsor, though. And she was like, for your podcast? And I was like, yeah, look. And I showed her, and she was like, oh, that's the cutest thing. <laughs> She's probably like, oh, a real sponsor? Wow, that's wow. impressive. Yeah, a real yeah, sponsor. Because she was like, congratulations, you guys. And I showed her, and she was like, oh, that's the cutest thing. <laughs> She's like, mm, okay. Dude, it made my heart feel things, which it hasn't. It grew an abnormal amount. I'm dead. It was that scene in The Grinch, like, straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sad and bitter all the time, and then my mom sent that, and then I was like, oh, shit. So this is I, I feel love? love again. <laughs> I have emotions. Emotions. <laughs> um. So shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love you. And you're gonna get um something in the mail very soon from all of us here at the Vacuous Podcast. So also, if anybody else like wants to sponsor us for a week, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, hit me up. DM us, I'll send my address, and you can sponsor us. That's not going to happen. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to (laughs) the... But, like, guys, make it happen. But, like, let's make it happen, okay? Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. That's the episode. Welcome back to Suck My Tober. The third installment. Third installment. Third installment. And this week we're talking about... True, True crime. crime. Dude, we Baby. fucking nailed it. <laughs> so you didn't say anything. I was just watching you guys. I was just <laughs> living like, in the moment. Oh, they're <laughs> so ugly. <laughs> Not a phone in sight, you know? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I hate you. All right, Stinky, how was your week? My week's been... I mean, the highlight of my week was knowing that we got our first sponsor. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Same. Other Same. than that, it's been uneventful. I live a boring life. Yeah, yeah. you do. Like, the... Best thing that's happened this week is, well, now I'm no longer sick. Like, that's the only thing that I had to report on, and that wasn't a good thing. Like, I left work early on Friday because I was feeling doo-doo poo-poos, and then I had the entire weekend off, and I did nothing but sleep. I did not, like, leave my bed. It was the most boring weekend, but I feel much better, so... That's good. You know, yeah. it, it worked. Um, <clears throat> other than that, like, it's been really fun, like, 
working alongside yeah. you. Um, but that's you know it's working work, together so. has been fun. We're really dumb, and I'm really surprised we haven't y'all work fired together. Yet. Yeah, yeah, I really don't know how we still have shops there. We oh, say the dumbest either. shit, like on the middle yeah. of the sales floor, just like we're on two separate aisles, and we'll just be talking to each other. Yeah, and... like loud as hell. We were talking about PCP. <laughs> <laughs> A whole gallon of PCP. <laughs> like just real loud electronics. Loud as shit. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> and I made a really dumb joke. What What did you say? Did you say it? I was blind because of the PCP or something. Yeah. And then I was like, no, that would be PCANCP. PCANCP. <laughs> it was so stupid. He told me and I fucking threw up. I just, I don't, I don't even remember what I did, but I think I just ended up walking away. I was just like. Oh, come on. You were laughing. That was the loudest you <laughs> laughed right. the whole no, day. that's what it was. You said some other really lame joke at one point and I just yeah, walked away. Yeah. But that's when TJ just turned around. He's like, what's going on over there? Chuckles. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was laughing so fucking hard. I wish I worked with y'all. Okay, well, we're hiring seasonally. It's one interview and done. So. I don't want to be seasonal. I anyway. Want to hire, like, one more person for tech and, like, three other people for style, so. I've never worked style. You got a job, you bum. You could also I have a tech, job. Though. I'm a manager. Oh. I'm a manager. manager. I said, I lead this store. This <laughs> <laughs> be my store. Everyone always asks for a manager, like, some workers that we put in a work order and they're like they're... can i get a manager and i was like oh that's me oh, what's up <laughs> they're like are you the manager and i was like yes and i was like yes that is me not yes yes tis i we're also hiring for gm too so wait actually yeah how much will like Almost a year of experience in management, get me. Um, so possibly a little bit more because you are like an external uh, expert, I think. And you know, because you have we that talk about this after. The podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I think. Damn bitch, I'm about to quit, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because then it's, it's seasonal too, so I don't know how that would work. Oh, so never mind then. I can ask my HR. Do it, please. Okay. Now, how's your week been? Uh, it's been tight. Um, I do have a couple of story times, real quick story times. Go, 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 go. Um, so I was in middle school, obviously, barely passed, uh, and there How was a tumbleweed in the road. I was walking home from school and I took it home, um, and it stayed in our backyard for a week. <laughs> Where did it go? I don't know. That was, that, that was, um, like, Southern California Inland Empire culture, though. Like, <laughs> I've done that several times in California. Like, mine. I was just like, this is a big tumbleweed, and I just dragged it home. Yeah, <laughs> it was big crackhead energy out there. Um, anyway, really miss it. Where y'all get it from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there, now. you get it. Yeah. Do y'all I ever... You saw what? The glow-up tour. Oh. Fuck, that was rough. <laughs> um, do y'all ever think about how 8 to 12 isn't the same amount of time as 12 to 8? Yeah. All the time. Really? Because mm-hmm. I thought about it uh, recently and I was like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't understand it. it. Fucks me up a little bit every time. Oh, for sure. I'm just... I spiraled after that. Seven. <laughs> Math? Hello? Plus 14 carry three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my week's been all right. I hung out with my friends yesterday until 1130. Y'all way past my bedtime. Oh, does Maria know? Yeah, she was mad. <laughs> Ooh, she big mad. <laughs> but um, we hung out. We talk about 
we talked about politics. Wow. We talked about religion. Wow. I know. I was like, look at this fucking gold beach. We, you guys get we also went to the park. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh, damn. The trifecta of being a grown-up. But check this out. We went to the park, and we were doing parkour. <laughs> and we were like, Michael Phelps. <laughs> That was like the highlight of my night. I love that. That's and you had this very serious conversation first, and then you went and did parkour. No, we did parkour. parkour Then we had, and then you're like, ah, yes, tea time. Ah, yes. (laughs) And then (laughs) now that we've gotten the wiggles out of (laughs) it. But let me just. Oh yes, we have fun. We have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't tell them I I told you guys this, but I fucking love them. Like. They're cool. Telling, bro. <laughs> Don't. Oh, I'm gonna tweet all of them right now. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Guys, she held a knife up to my face. <laughs> I feel very threatened. She said, "Don't." Don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. So sorry. Did you learn something from your true crime story this week? Is that why you're threatening me with a knife? Mm-hmm. It <sighs> fucked me up for sure. I was reading and I was like, "Damn, I'm spiraling. Let me go murder someone." um anyway after that happened after i murdered someone that's a big mood (laughs) but other than that i've been working all week you went to a witch's grave dude talk about that oh yeah uh in we at her ford texas uh uh, there's this place called greenwood cemetery and there's like off of like main street yeah 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 and there's like this witch's tomb and Mm -hmm she was cemented up in the tomb it looks kind of like it's like a it's like a coffin built on the side into a hill yeah yeah i took a picture of it uh, yeah um was she buried alive i don't think so but the name on the the name on the tube says like oh it's a man's name but i don't know what the lore yeah like a warlock um, and then they laughed at me. But <laughs> the warlocks? <laughs> um, we, I took a picture of it. I'll show it to you and then we'll tweet it when I post it. But um, we went there and then apparently she was cemented up in there because something, she broke out of it or one night it was mm-hmm. cemented and then wow. there was a big hole in the cement and so they bricked it up and I don't know. Can't keep a good hole down, yeah. you know? Yeah. Apparently, a lot of famous people are buried in that cemetery. Not Did like real hunting? famous. I felt the spooky yuki yukis while I was in there. Did you, go, did you pee your pants, maybe? Yeah. Did you shit and fart a little bit? Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny bit. We also took super cool pictures. Wow. Yeah. Jealous. You those are, yeah, yeah, those are yeah, photo right. shoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you figure out what to wear? I just wore a yellow jacket because it was like fall. They all looked freaking cute as, as heck. And I was just like, mm. just crawled out of the depths of a dumpster, y'all. That's your aesthetic, though. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dumpster chic. Yeah. Dumpster shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I love them and I loved hanging out with them. That was it, though. Cute. I wish me and my friends did cute shit like that. No. <laughs> we used to. Yeah. But now the grind so don't busy, stop, man. you know? The grind yeah. never stops. The grind only stops for Jesus. Keeping it a hundred every day. Flames, fire. Like Jesus has been on <laughs> <the> <laughs> for like 
But you said Jesus has been on vacation for like 19 years and years PA, years. but it's an unpaid internship, right? Yep. Jesus He's doing the Lord's work. Mm. Doing the Lord's work. And I said, who Keeping asked you to do that? off of PCP. Yeah. What's so, your Bible quote, though? Huh? What's your Bible quote? My Bible quote? Yeah. Shit. I don't know. We haven't even come close to doing, like, our yearbooks and stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a yearbook for the Vacuous Podcast? Um, yeah. Let's do it. When's yes. our year start? <laughs> Should we make it like school year? Like August. August? Well, we missed it. Well, that's when the year starts. You don't make the yearbook until oh. like, the end of the year. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Do you know how yearbook works? No, obviously not. Oh, wait. That's just like a photo album, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's called a scrapbook. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, moving on. True crime. True crime. Who's the first? I have eight and a half pages. I have a, a list that I found on, on, um, oh, okay. On the internet, I looked up list of, uh, craziest murders in Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. That's what I looked up. Let me, let me read you some killers, all okay, right? Go ahead. Go for it, girl. The Phantom Killer. Killer. Ghost. Plex. One of the first serial killers in Texas history. Uh, The Phantom Killer killed five people and wounded three others from February to May of 1946. Um, Five. Wounded three. Yes. So basically, that's it. He sent the border town of Texarkana into a panic. That's it. You know what? I feel like I've heard of that. Because I do remember Phantom. hearing about like a serial killer in Texarkana. Listen. The Phantom. The Phantom. Um, Charles Albright. Uh, I know him. I've heard that name before, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know his no, no, no. nickname? Casey Albright. Ah! <laughs> 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 the noise he made was so scary. Well, that was a scary thought. I just remembered Casey. That's his last name. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what we know that name. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys know this guy's nickname? Oh, frick. Casey? Chucky. Charles. That little shit. He killed at least the three prostitutes. Weasel. From 1990 to 1991, the Dallas Rick Ripper was another nickname for him. Did he say that he was doing the Lord's work? Probably a lot of the prostitute killers think that they're doing, they're doing a good the Lord's thing. work. They're yeah. cleaning up the streets. Okay, but check this out. His other nickname was the Eyeball Killer. Ooh, why? He sucked their eyeballs out of the head. He went. The melon baller. Um, he <laughs> surgically removed the eyeballs of all three of his victims. Oh, surgically? Both? In both eyeballs? both balls? <clears throat> uh, I'm assuming so, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming it'd just be like. Uh, the Candyman. That'd be better. This one's yeah. sad, y'all. I don't want to read it. The Candyman, candy like yeah. the bit, like the the Candyman. The Candyman was the stuff of Hollywood horror. Okay, yeah. In the early 1970s, uh, Dean Coral drug raped, mutilated, and murdered at least 27 boys aged 13 to 18 years old. This is him. He's wearing a a policeman's hat, 
and I am very upset. Joe Ball. Joe Balls. <laughs> uh, Joe Balls murders <laughs> was such a media sensation that it nearly became the stuff of tall tales. Um, how tall? Like over six foot? Joe meme. Joe, Joe Mama? It's not Joe Mama, it's Joe Balls. Joe Balls. Joe Balls. <laughs> um, he had 20 female victims and he uh, fed them to alligators. Oh. Yeah. Where did he get the alligators? The zoo? Down by the bayou. This is in Texas. <laughs> oh. Um, Texas. That's right. Carl Eugene Watts, the Sunday morning slasher. That sounds which familiar. Is fucking. A, it is a cool name, not yeah. gonna lie. He's one of the. I think he's one of the few um, black serial <clears throat> killers. There's not a whole lot of them. Yeah. He died of prostate cancer in prison. Mm. Don't. <laughs> um, he is believed to have killed as many as 100 women between the ages of 14 to 44 kidnapping and torturing them before killing them did he have an MO or was he just like um, just on a killing spree I think it was just a killing spree because it was like like he didn't have several a different states and he's just a crazy person yeah didn't have a motive see no no see a lot of the ones that have their um that kill a lot of women typically have a lot of like mommy issues uh, mommy issues yeah. or like a history of abuse yeah yeah so that's probably all it is so um, the other the only other thing is that like they kind of they have like the incel state of mind to where like oh yeah yeah, all yeah these yeah. women are yeah. disgusting and they're hooking up with chads <clears throat> and whatever yeah y'all i met a chad today oh it was weird feel about meeting a chad he had a weird mustache but i think it was an ironic mustache yeah most chads he usually have an ironic mustache he seemed really nice though mm-hmm. and he seemed like a good ass frat boy time yeah you know like i'd I, party uh, with him but yeah they remind me of chris a little <laughs> bit um because <laughs> i went to ai with a chad and i was like his partner for a couple like group projects and stuff we we got along just fine but then like as soon as we left class he would go do some douchey things and i'd be like chad yeah, you know? Chad. Chad. Chad, you know, such a fucking asshole. Yeah, like fuck you, Chad. But like, hey, you finish your homework. You're like a really good partner, and like, I'm not, you know. You know what really pisses me off though? Here. Zach's. I can't stand a fucking Zach. Zach's are trash. Zach's. If we have any listeners named Zach, um, tell you us trash. and prove us otherwise. <laughs> tell us why you're not trash. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, by like, the way. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> anyway. So this one's... Um, this next guy is Zach. <laughs> his name's Zach. No, his name's William Suff, and he is called the Lake Elsinore Killer. Ooh. Um, so this is a list of Texas murders, but he also killed in California, which is weird, because we're from California. Oh, and we we live- used to go to Lake Elsinore. Yeah. Oh. Elsinore? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Elsinore. Elsinore. Um... He, ooh, from 1974 to 1991, he raped, beat, strangled, and stabbed at least 13, probably, at least 13, probably more than 20 women in California and Texas. Um, you know what? That's crazy because my story that I'm talking about takes place in Texas <clears throat> and California. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird. We should play the lottery, y'all. 
Um, but what's even worse is that um, all those murders occurred after William Self was released from prison from for beating his infant child to death. You got released? Uh-huh. He was sentenced to 70 years in 1974, but then uh, he was released on parole for 10 years. See, I think like back in the 70s, a lot of uh, prisons were releasing people due to like overcrowding. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like in the 60s and 70s, a lot of people were committing violent crimes because of the amount of um, lead Mm -hmm. everywhere, especially in paint. Um, And it would like... They just went bonkers, man. Yeah, pretty much. This one cuckoo crazy. That's why you see so many serial killers take place in the 70s. You know? And then also, like, this was after the 60s, where... um, It's just, like, acid tripping. They're all just on, like, bad trips Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. Huh. Makes a lot of sense. So... This is a long list, y'all. Oh, this guy looks scary. He's... That's not a real face. man in black. (laughs) That's not a real face. He got a nice tie, though. That's a sad tie. He looks like a handsome, like, Ken doll. This looks like someone... Legit. This looks like a dead body, and someone tried to, like, fix it. It was, like, <laughs> stretched the skin back. <laughs> pinned it. His, his name is... too tight for his face. That looks like I need y'all to look this, uh, look this up. His name is John Wesley Harden. Um, He looks fucking... Insane. Did you screenshot it? We'll tweet it later so you guys can see. Yeah, I'll I'll screenshot it. Um, what? Do you need me to hold that so you can screenshot? Oh no, I'll just keep the tab open. Okay. And then our my last one is the Killing Fields murderer. Says Texas City may be the most brutal place in the state. Um, I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. The stretch of inter- Interstate 45 that runs through the place known as the Highway to Hell, notorious for both its high rate of traffic accidents and the fact that it inspired the ACDC song. Fun fact, y'all. Wow. wow. Um, so, the Killing Fields, a.k.a. How do you say that? Calder? Calder. Calder Oil Field. Um, <clears throat> uh, is about a mile away from that interstate uh, and since the 1970s, the bodies of over 30 women, mostly young girls, aged from 10 to 25, have been found buried there. Uh, speculated that is the work of a single person. Uh, Edward Howard Bell claimed in 1988, 1998, to have murdered 11 of those girls, but was only convicted of one. Which to me don't make sense. Is that a lot of times it's because the the evidence can be circumstantial. They is that can that only... Criminal Minds episode? Maybe oh, there's know. a Criminal Minds episode on that. I, I think we'll have to. I miss Criminal um, Minds. When uh, people are convicted of only like one murder, even though they've confessed to so many, is because they can only take confessions at face value. Um, because a long time ago when they used to just only go by confessions mm-hmm. a lot of serial killers and like just anyone would who would claim commit crimes more for that infamy yeah they would cl- they would take the credit for all these killings while the killer got to go free right. and continue to commit crimes mm, okay right, 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 right. um so if they only got the amount of evidence that they needed for one conviction which would give them life anyways that right. would be enough so 
Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but that's that on that. I don't like looking into that kind of stuff. Well, Makes me sad. I do. I do, too. I mean, it's interesting, but not when it's like... It It affects me, you know? It yeah. makes me it weird. On you. Yeah. It makes me weird. Too much empathy. Yeah. Get rid of it. it. Well, I mean, when uh, I was, like, <laughs> taking my notes on this today, I was just like, you know, damn, like... You know, these kids are, like, still affected by all of the shit that happened. Yeah. Like, still to this day, so, like, I couldn't even imagine that, but... I also don't dwell on it for too long. I'm just like, yeah, they're doing better now, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know, mean, like, ah, they're fine. It's fine. I don't. The way I see it is like when I look into it, I go in with with the mindset of it's like it's purely for research. Um, but like, if I was like a cop or a detective or a lawyer in any of these cases, like I definitely would would not be able to handle it. Yeah, but I but mean, seeing as how like now it's in the past and everything, imagine being like a homicide detective. Like, there's yeah. no, no fucking chance no, no, no. I could stomach that ever. Yeah, no. It's fucking wild. <clears throat> but I I just, like, I think about, like, the fact that someone had to go through all that and how fucking horrible it must have been being that person's family or, like, being... Yeah, your thoughts run too deep with that. I mean, yeah. even, even listening to, like, true crime podcasts, I get into that mindset, yeah. like, sometimes where I'm, like, I, I kind of, like, accidentally put my sh- myself in the shoes of the victim and I'm, like, like, what... What, the what were they thinking fuck? throughout yeah. this entire thing? Like, what was going through their heads? Like, I can't like as this guy was trying them to... a whole lot because yeah. like by episode like five or whatever in a binge, I'm like, that's why going to California is always super depressing. Because <laughs> we <laughs> See, listen to I always crime. Start off in that mindset in the first one, but then I like kind of like get desensitized as it goes on. Which especially is... if I'm listening to like two or three part yeah. series of a serial killer I kind of get desensitized yeah, that's true yeah. by like the last one you're just yeah. like Whoa. yeah and then at that point you're just like oh they said a joke haha <laughs> good hey remember well when we were driving I think back from California it was you and me uh, and it was nighttime. Um, and then we were listening to some super spooky I think it was True Crime Garage um, and we were listening about a killer or whatever uh, and then we saw fucking blood on oh, the side oh of the God, road. Yes, Dude, I remember that. That shit was wild. Oh, I hated that. I remember being like half asleep for that. Because yeah, I remember we like, you guys were like, with that blood? <laughs> no, because like a few, like 10 minutes before that, I saw something weird on the it side of the like road. It was like an animal or something. It looked so, like a like, fucking was, chupacabra. Dude, it was out ooh. there. It was weird. And then blood like and then all over the It was road. a lot of blood. Okay, but do you guys but remember? But there was no animal. No. It. Like it was just the blood. But do you remember when we were driving back and we were listening to last podcast? The Men in Black. About the Men in Black. Yeah. They were like, they were like, oh, this is this all like takes place in like Twin Peaks or whatever. And then we saw the sign for Twin Peaks, and then we like kept seeing signs for like all. And then there was the Men in Black two or whatever. Oh yeah, the Men in Black two billboard and everything. (laughs) Bro, that fucking road trip tripped me out. Not okay. And we should have played the lottery. I need to play it today because last night I had a dream that Naya won five million in the lottery and I won fifty k. So I think I need to play it. Wow. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about my dreams. (laughs) Disgusting. They're they're depressing. No, because they're sad. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be gross. Her mom listened. You said it, dude. No, like your dreams are really fun and cool, and you want all this money, and I'm sad. The last dream I remember is I murdered someone with a, a butter knife. Wow. So, okay, they deserved it. They <laughs> threw a grenade at Adrian. So, okay, so. <laughs> and I went, 
with a butter knife. <laughs> Did you hear the noises in your dream? Like no, but it was disgusting because like at the end. Okay, so I got through most of their their neck. Um, and at the end, there was just like one little vein and it wouldn't cut. I kept like <laughs> chopping, at, <laughs> chopping it. at it. And I woke up fucking throwing up and crying and screaming. And I was like, that's disgusting. Uh, and I almost tweeted about it. But then I was like, no, that's I'm going to get put weird. on the watch list. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I told TJ about the voices in my head the other day. Oh, I did hear another one recently, though. Oh, yeah. What did it say? Yeah. Um, it just whispered something. I couldn't said, make it out what it said. Stop doing that. <laughs> stop hearing us. <laughs> stop No, but I was... Um, <laughs> I was uh, walking past like a section of the store Mm -hmm. and I had like a headphone in one ear, but it like very clearly came through from the like my open ear Mm -hmm. and I turned around and there was like nobody there and I like walked around. I was like, okay, there's like nobody here, but it came from right here, this corner because I was in like the corner of the store. Oh, we're good. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I was in the corner of the store. There's, like, no other aisles or walls or anything. Mm-hmm. And I heard it in that corner. Yo, ass is haunted, Where they're haunted. like, do you work here? <laughs> Excuse me, miss. I think it just said, hey. Excuse me, miss, do you work here? <laughs> I think they're just trying to... You, that's your brain fucking with you, dude. Yeah, or... Because well, if I was in a store and I heard a whisper in a retail store, I'd be like, oh, okay, there's just kids, like, fucking around or something. Well, that's that's what I thought. But or then you, like, like, the fact that you got, like, investigative about it is probably because your brain freak like, convinced I, you I that you heard something. real quick. Okay. okay. And we're back. After three days. It's been a doozy. So... That one was a doozy. <laughs> I told that to my manager. She laughed. She liked it. We all laughed. We, we all, all laughed hysterically. Yeah, you laughed because you hated it. I told my manager that she that you hated it, and he was like, "Well, he sucks." So I didn't hate it. You literally said, "I hated that." Was that? I don't know. <laughs> was that? Well, fuck well it. I took it to heart because. Um, well, what can I say? It was a doozy. Anyway, moving on. Hey, y'all. Are you ready for my story? Yeah. Let's yeah. Story. Okay. Hold on. I have to... Um, do you remember how far we were on the other recording? It was like, what, no. 27 minutes? We weren't like super far into it. It was like 20... We were like 30 minutes into okay. it. So. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Now I know. All right. This week, I'm going to talk about... The <gasps> House of Horrors. Oh, the House of Horrors. Mm. The Horror House. The Horror House. Yeah, yeah. Horror House. Um, so I'm talking about the Turpin family. Um, oh. So this happened pretty recently, like last year. Mm-hmm. Early like last two, year. Two years, two years, ago, years ago, 2017. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so a year ago, I did my research, guys. Okay. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. January 14th, 2018 is when one of the seven-year-olds escaped from the window. Okay, January? So, yeah, yeah. What was I doing in California in January? At a wedding? That wasn't two years ago. What? A year ago? Year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. Because I was in California talking to my aunt about this. Um, Like a couple months after it, or like a month after it happened. What was I doing in California? 
Who know, fucking knows? It was you? the wedding you went to. No, because I went to that in oh, no, August. No, no, no. You went just to go. Yeah, in February? I think so, yeah. What the fuck? I don't have that kind of money. Anyway. Anyway, the Turpin family. Okay, so David and Louise Turpin had 13 kids. Fuck. Right? Okay. Were they Mormon? So, huh? Do you know? Mormon? Yeah. No, they were Pentecostal. But then they dropped out of church and did Ooh. some other things. So, yeah, you're not a fucking church goer if you're doing this shit. All right, who's got the time, you know? <laughs> Busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so David and Louise Turpin... Uh, Turpin's 13 kids grew up in an environment so controlled and, abu- and abusive that when the media discovered what these kids had gone through, they dubbed the Paris, California home a house of horrors. So that's where they got this. But there's also like their sister, Louise's sister comes into it and then like their first home together was, she was like, that's the real house of horrors. And then they lived in Texas for a little bit where everything started. So it's the many houses of horror. Yeah. Ultimately. So, <coughs> Paris was where it was dubbed the House of Horrors. Yes. That was the town next over to where me and Naya lived yes. for like yeah. most of our lives. Which is why. Just a super cool fun fact. Fun super fun cool fun fact. Yeah. I knew them. Just kidding. No, I didn't know. And you didn't say There's something? No there was a joke. There was a joke. There was a joke. Why? They were locked up, dude. <gasps> dude. I was fucked up. <clears throat> so, David and Louise isolated their children from the world and kept them locked um, inside their home for years. Some children were so removed from the world that they didn't know what medicine or police were when they were finally released. Like, they had no concept of what anything like, was. Like, not even, like, TV or like anything? Like, she didn't know what a hospital or what medicine was. I, I feel like I remember hearing about this because she was really confused whenever, like, the ambulance showed up to, like, make sure, like, because yeah. they, they were so amazed. Like, she knew to call 911, but she didn't know anything of, like, what would happen yeah. after that. Like, she yeah. didn't really know, like, what. And they I were feel so, like, like, brainwashed yeah. to that certain extent to where, like, they had no idea, like, what was happening was really wrong. Like, I listened to a recording of her. Mm-hmm. First off, she was 17. She sounded like she was eight. Yeah. Um, she, I think they said she had the IQ of a first grader. Yeah. Um, but like the way that she sounded, she was just like, Hey, like she was really chill about everything. Cause she didn't yeah. know. She was like, mm-hmm. Hey, um, I just like, I'm calling cause my two sisters are chained up right now and the chains are like making marks on their arms and they keep crying. So they wanted me to call somebody. So I thought I would let y'all know. Like, I think that was, like, the recording, like, almost verbatim, like, what was said. Fuck. And then, like, they kept her on the line, and she was saying, like, yeah, we don't really get out much, because she was asking, like, where she what The dispatch was asking where she was. She's like, oh, yeah. are you around the corner? She was like, uh, I don't really know a lot of, like, the streets. Like, I don't get I don't get out much. I don't know, like, yeah. what, you know, like, she had never been really outside yeah at that point well so. it's like you're like, talking to actual it, to an actual like first grader or yeah. like yeah to where you're just like yeah. i don't know like and there was like down um, the street i don't know like a like a distrust of the first responders right mm-hmm. whenever they showed up she didn't know like who they were yeah like, she like it was no a whole was like stranger on. danger yeah. situation yeah. for her right yep yeah so um pretty crazy so that all happened that went down on january 14th 2018 so the 17 year old daughter made an escape out of the window, um, I think it was like at six o'clock in the morning or something. It was like it was pretty early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So she had a deactivated cell phone and called 911 because, you know, deactivated cell phones, you can yeah, still, still make emergency, emergency calls. calls. Um, and it was fucking charged. Tight. So she was fine. Um, so, yeah, she ended up saying they're abusive and two of my sisters are chained up, um, sounding much younger than 17. So how do they know she was 17? Well, well I mean, eventually. Once, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's crazy but like, none, like wouldn't you have thought died. like the fucking parents would have burnt like their fucking it's a really records. weird relationship because I'm, I'm i don't we'll get into it a little bit but at like the hearings and the trials and everything like they were sitting there crying and i think david turpin was like oh i'm you know, I never wanted to do harm to my children and, like, was upset. And, like, he couldn't even read his statement. He had to give it to his attorney. And, Basically, like, they were very emotional in, like, a weird way. Think of it as, like, they were very, very, very fundamental evangelist-type religious people. And they think that they were doing this for the good of their children, keeping them locked away from the world, and they didn't realize, I, I guess they didn't realize that um, that it was just straight up abuse. Well, like, keeping so them chained up. they thought that they were up. doing a good thing. Kind of like how some of the serial killers you mentioned that were killing prostitutes, they think that they were doing a good thing for their children, keeping them safe from the world. Because you listen to a lot of people who are, like, new parents or are, like, talking about babies and they don't want babies because they don't want to bring them into this toxic yeah. world mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. it's possible Kinda that like that could have been what because a lot of going through their minds. abuse and stuff didn't really happen until they became like secretly bankrupt like they weren't telling a lot of people but they became bankrupt so yeah. like for you know the first couple years when they had eight kids like they mm-hmm. were living a relatively normal ish yeah. life like i think they were still homeschooled and stuff at that time but it wasn't like the crazy abuse and torture and everything um but once they like went bankrupt and that's when it all started to like go downhill so i don't like she they would you weren't allowed to wash your hands past the wrist because then you're wasting water and if you did that like you would get punished for it so i don't think it was like very extreme to save money and do all these things yeah at the same time as being like this is what we're supposed to do and i mean that that kind of goes into um like Like maybe you shouldn't have had 13 kids it could have very well have been mental illness it could have been schizophrenia because whenever someone goes through something traumatizing everyone has a little bit of schizophrenia in them yes and And then louise and her sister went through they had a very like traumatizing childhood which we will get into as well Well, so let's hear about so take us back to the beginning okay okay um so when the police entered the horror house. Um, some of the children were chained up. The others were starved. Uh, just skin and bones. There was a torture chamber covered in filth and the stench of rotting animals. So that was all within the Paris, California home. Right. Um, so then Louise Turpin's sister spoke out and said Louise's childhood had a lot to do with what she turned into. Her and her sister, um, they grew up in Princeton, West Virginia. Um, oh, that'll do it by the, itself. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, so as girls, Louise and Teresa were repeatedly sexually assaulted by their grandfather with their mother condoning it daily um, so that she could get money to feed and clothe them. 
Like her grandpa was paying. So she was like pimping, she was pimping, out, pimping her out her children. Yeah. To feed them. To their grandparent. To yes. God. Yeah. So, um, they were devout Pentecostal Christians. Mm. Uh, Louise met David Turpin at their church. Uh, she was barely a teen, and he was in his twenties. But they fell in love. Um, they also attended the same high school, but with the age difference, they never really like cross each other's paths. Right, like he's um, a senior, she was a freshman. Yeah, so, um, so they officially met at church, um, and then as soon as she turned sixteen, they ran away to Texas and eloped. Um, and I think Louise's mom always like approved of her dating David and the dad didn't really, but then, so the dad got mad. And so they went back to West Virginia, West Virginia and, um, like had a small ceremony or whatever there. And then after that, they moved to Texas officially. That's um, dumb. Yeah. So, uh, they had, wait, what part of Texas? Um, I have it. I'm not, uh, Rio teacher, Vista, Texas. teacher. Me neither. Me Real this stuff. If you know where that's at, tweet at us. Um, <laughs> so they had eight children in the span of 15 years. Um, too many. Too many. From the outside, they lived a life of wealth and success. David was a highly paid engineer. So he went to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, he worked for uh, Lockheed for a little bit. Oop. Um, so yeah, he was very smart. He, like they, everyone who knew him, like in high school that ended up like reporting on him, just called him like, you know, that nerdy kid. He was in like an acapella group in high school. He was in like a science club. This man was ahead of his time. (laughs) All this other stuff. Yeah. So he was just a little nerdy boy, but, um, he got paid very well. Um, and then Louise was just a homemaker. She was listed as, um, so, and I think, I wrote down that they got married in Texas, but I know that's not right. But I think they renewed their vows at some point mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and they had an Elvis impersonator marry them. That's so See, weird. See, how could you be this fucking cool at some point, and, and then, then what happened? abuse your fucking kids? <sighs> so. Abuse um, your kids. Abuse your kids. Never have kids. It's just, don't, <laughs> just don't do it. So and don't have this cool life, thirteen kids. fucking kids. Maybe like one or two. Oh, that's uh, fine. Three, fine. Four. Sure. Pushing it. Five. Mm, back, back. Unless they're like twins. Sometimes twins, they count as one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all. Um, so in 1998, something changed. Louise and David uh, completely withdrew from friends and family and the outside world altogether because they were secretly bankrupt. Was this? You just said 98. 98. Do you think that was it? That Because they were bankrupt? Or did they go through some shit? Were they... I have more notes, guys. Okay, abducted by there. aliens? Well, yeah, we'll let her finish. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Get there. <laughs> um, so that's when they also began to homeschool all eight of their children. Which, like, kind of makes sense. You know, you can't afford to send them with, like, paying lunches Lunch. and uniforms. Yeah. Or, you know, just, like, even just yeah. back-to-school shopping and all that kind of stuff. Like, right. That, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, so Teresa is Louise's sister. Um, so she would Skype call occasionally for a, a little bit and notice that the kids weren't looking quite right is what she said. She told 
Louise that they were all so little, um, but they still looked relatively healthy. She was just commenting like, oh, they're all so little. Like, and then Louise would just be like, oh, well, they're just going to be tall and lanky like David, blah, 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 and just like played it off real cool. Um, but when the questions started coming, Louise cut off all visual contact and only let them speak over the phone. So, like, she knew what she was doing right. yeah. with it. She yeah, was yeah. very cunning with it. That's she was, shady. Like, she knew she was emaciating them. Yes. But... Yeah. Um, so, the pretense of ho- homeschooling was masking the abuse behind closed doors, um, which, side note on that, thinking of all that, like, I feel like there needs to be more auditing of the legitimacy yeah, yeah, yeah. of homeschooling. Well, I mean, I, yeah. think, I think there is supposed to be... Uh, it's just a very as lax far as, like, system. Social work and everything goes. A lot of the people in that sort of because I'm not knocking I'm not, homeschooling. I'm not, say, I'm not saying like I don't want to say the word business, but a lot of people in that like career field, they're very dispassionate. Because mm-hmm. they kind of like how of like a lot of people become like a nursing assistant or a dental assistant because they need some sort of career yeah that's kind of how a lot of people in social work and then a lot of people in social work also end up getting desensitized yeah so a lot of the work is very dispassionate and they're like you know they go they look at their clipboard and they're like okay the turpin family yeah sure whatever i checked up on them that's fine yeah yeah because it was listed uh i think in paris california like they, i don't remember what the name of the school was but right. their res their address was listed as a business and David Turpin was listed as the principal of that homeschool yeah. um, situation. Yeah. Um, but that was, like, their legitimate business for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then that also goes into, like, how did neighbors not notice and all this other stuff. But we'll, we'll get into that yeah. as well. Um, so, in Rio Vista, Texas, in 2000, David and Louise uh, and their eight kids were living in a home that was, like, out in the country very isolated but they still had neighbors but they were separated by like big yards so it wasn't like their home in paris california which i looked up rio vista it's like southwest of like cleburne okay so makes sense um (coughs) so that's when the cruelty and neglect had begun to escalate around 2000 um so i watched a video where they interviewed the neighbors uh, and they were saying ashley one of the daughters of who they were interviewing uh was a neighbor uh, who used to go over and play with the other kids. Um, they really didn't play with anybody else. It was like the, that one neighbor who got to play with them. Uh, everybody else just kind of bullied them for smelling because they didn't really shower a whole yeah. lot. Um, and then just being weird. And everyone thought they were slow because they were homeschooled and were yeah. getting, you know, the greatest education. Um, so Ashley would hang out with them until it got weird. Uh, and Ashley's mom had to call it off. So one day Ashley's mom... I guess went over to the Turpin's home and went to pick up Ashley and she noticed how white one of the girl's hands were and she thought she was wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Fuck. But that's when the daughter said, we're only allowed to wash to the wrist. If you wash above the wrist, then you get in trouble. Yeah. So that's just like how dirty they were. Oh, like, okay. She thought that okay, they yeah, were yeah. wearing gloves. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah. So they were only allowed to shower once a year. They were only allowed to bathe once a year. What? The fuck. We know a couple people like that. Yeah. Well, so, and also in the um, like the original or the call to the police, she um ended up talking about 
how she was like, yeah, we're only allowed to shower or bathe like once a year, but sometimes like I, I wash my hair. Like she felt like guilty admitting she was like, sometimes I wash my hair if I feel gross. Mm. Like, ugh. shit dog. That's so sad. Shit. Um, so do, 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 do. <laughs> um, by the time they left Texas, 10 years later, they added another four children. How many years later? Okay, Ten at years that later. point, oh, if okay. you are having they slowed financial down. troubles, just fucking cut it out. So, that, but that's 12 children. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, the, over the span of 10 years, having four children, like, not a big deal, but, like, that yeah. should have been it. You already had eight children. Wait, how yeah. old is this lady right now, though? She has her last child at 47. Oh, that's not too bad. So. Yeah, no. and so, I mean, I guess like Pentecostal. And she I don't got think married Pentecostals. Really young, so she got married at sixteen. Yeah, oh, Pentecostals. Ooh. I don't think they do. Pentecostals believe in birth control, or are they one of those? So. Like, I don't believe they do. Yeah, I don't think so. I, think I mean, do. Pentecostals are the ones that wear like the, the skirts, skirts past their yeah, and, and they can't wear jewelry hand. and yeah. they, they can't wear makeup. Anything. <laughs> Same with like Jehovah's Witness. They don't yeah, really like celebrate. Yeah. Anything. Um. Um, so boo, 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 boo. one of the older children tried to run away uh, when they were in Texas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was picked up not too far from the house by a neighbor. But sadly, due to the malnourishment and lack of education, uh, everyone just thought that she was mentally challenged and was re- she was just returned to her home. Like oh. they thought she just got lost. Damn. Yep. You, you kind of see this a lot with a lot of these types of cases. Is yeah. there's um, especially like when it comes to like police and everything um, not so much in this time era but back in like the 70s and 80s there was a lot of negligence yeah a lot people were like oh I, you know I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole and they were like go home yeah, yeah go, like, go back to where you were yeah. like Jeffrey Dahmer like yeah um, one of his it was just victims like it had, had such escaped. a bad stigma at that point where yeah, it was just like the oh. whole gay thing the police were like uh, okay well you can go back into his home now you guys are doing your you guys thing. are touching yeah, butts or whatever yeah. <clears throat> yeah. touching butts yeah yeah um so by 2010 oh so shortly after she ran away they the kids like weren't allowed outside anymore right um so by 2010 they moved to california but what they left behind in their texas home was very disturbing so the neighbors uh walked into the house uh, desks were lined up and they had a giant whiteboard, which, you know, made sense for the homeschooling. homeschooling yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. um, but the house smelled of funk and all the closets had padlocks. The, the fridge... house smelled of 70s music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Disco. It funky in there. Um, had a slapping bass, man. <laughs> so the closets, the fridge, and all the cabinets had padlocks. Like everything basically had a padlock. Oh, Chained shit. up padlock. Um, so... There were brand new bikes that were sitting in the driveway, never used. It was kind of like a mental torture moment to where they're like, hey, here's this new thing, but you can't ever use it. That's fucked so, up. Fuck you yeah. a little bit. Is, um, was it a it was mental the same. torture? They had toys all around the house, too, that were never like taken out of their packaging. So they were spending money right. on so, these things. But like, when was they it a mental have... torture or was this like a, to keep up the in case like CPS comes by I think and it was a little bit audits the homeschool? Like they see that they're getting things. It may not have been intended as mental torture, but that's what it was. Yeah. They could have just been like, oh, well, here's, you know, we're just trying to keep up appearances. Yeah. But you know, those kids looked out the window and saw that and was just like, hmm, cool. 
Damn, I wish yeah. I could ride that bike. That'd be, that looks pretty sick. What is that, a Huffy? <laughs> dude, that's a I mom, mean, did they dude. even know what like a bike was, though? Yeah, they probably didn't even know how to ride a bike. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? Um, all the beds had ropes around them. Uh, some, they were like bunk beds for the most part. Um, and some didn't even have mattresses anymore. It looked like they had rotted away. So, like, it was just, like, worn so thin. Ew. Because when they were chained to their beds, sometimes for weeks and months on end. Yeah. Bruh. I mean, you're, you're, that's, you're going to wear a mattress down real yeah. quick. Yeah. So a lot of the bunk beds, like, didn't actually have beds. Um, and then there were some beds that didn't have frames at all. Or it was just, like, a mattress just kind of, like, thrown on the ground. And, yeah. So, uh, there were dead cats lying around as they were wading through the filth, um, and there were just dead. rats jumping around. Dead cats, though? Dead cats. Like, how yeah. did they die? Dead cats. Um, probably starvation. If they're not feeding their kids, I'm going to imagine that they don't feed their cats. Well, there were was... they their cats, or were they just fucking picking I, up cats I and murdering they, no, them? No, I think they did. Um, they weren't murdering them. They, it, the cats were all, I, it was more than cats. There was dogs. There were too. two like chihuahuas, I think that were yeah. left, um, and they, who survived. Like once they, they abandoned, they left them there. Mm-hmm. And then once the police and the neighbors and everything like went through their home, they found the dogs had survived by eating dirty diapers and other dead dogs. Yep. Fuck. In their Paris home? No, this was in their Texas home. Yeah. Well, so they the like fuck? lock the animals in the house and they. I don't understand though. There had to have been like some sort of mental illness. There would. Yeah. Uh, the way sure. I see it is there was definitely some schizophrenia to where they yeah. were like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like just mental illness though. Like, well, and the other yeah. thing is to me that blows me away is the neighbors. Like, either Texas neighbors, but also that some of the California neighbors, like, noticed some strange things happening, and no one really said anything. Yeah. And I understand it, like, gets to that point, and you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's not my life, it's not my business, let me stay out, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. your daughter used to be friends with it. Like, she was that dirty from only washing her wrists. Like, that's like, when you call, like, CPS. Yeah. Like, you should call somebody to investigate. And you can do that anonymously, and if nothing comes out of it, then... Nothing yeah, comes out of it. Cool. Maybe it was just like a one-time thing or whatever. But yeah, like I no mean, one this, even called once. This this goes back to like negligence all around. Yeah, it's where everyone's just like, oh, well, don't need to stick my nose in other people's business. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. essentially. Um, so after settling in California, Louise at forty-seven gave birth to child number thirteen. Um, often still chained to their beds, fed once a day, bathed once a year. And had no communication with the outside world. Um, so Louise's sister said that this is when Louise and David started partying, gambling, and they walked away from the church and were looking for new religions. Um, so eventually they dabbled with witchcraft. Uh, and she, Louise, um, told her sister straight up, she was like, yeah, we're, we're looking into witchcraft, like not a big deal. Um, and so then Teresa ended up assuming that they joined a cult just because of how bad everything got. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think they joined a cult cuz things were so bad already before then. Yeah, I mean for like, the most part either we... they had to have already been in it. You know, to explain I don't think a cult really has anything to do with it. 
they went to court they went to court and they had to like pretty much admit everything yeah and they admitted everything straight up to where they were like yeah we like we're just fucked up people and we do fucked up things yeah like um if there was a cult they would have said something i feel like yeah so i have like four more minutes okay we have four more minutes we're gonna rush through this and it'll be a little bit of a longer episode um so that brings us to january 14th 2018 early morning um the 17 year old girl made a run for it she had been planning this for nearly two years she had been planning her escape um she had never seen a police officer all 13 kids were extremely malnourished and mentally underdeveloped the 29 year old weighed 80 pounds the 17 year old had an iq of a first grader uh and then one of the neighbors had admitted this is what i was talking about one of the neighbors in california had admitted to seeing the children march in circles at night through a window like back and forth um and it would be very late like he worked he would get home at like anywhere from midnight to three o'clock and they would do that for hours they would just march back and forth so i don't know if that was supposed to be like their exercise or what exactly that was that they were doing um hey kids gather around it's fun time it's fun time march (laughs) um march (laughs) so Another neighbor said that he had seen two of the boys digging through the trash, which, I mean, yeah, sure, boys will be boys, you know, weird, you know, digging through the trash, like, okay, but yeah, like, we'll also, boys. like, yeah. weird. Yeah. You and don't dig through your trash? You're not about that, and you're, you're yeah. seeing children march at 3 a.m., back and forth in circles? That's me, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's I thought Pennywise fell, and I was like, <laughs> fuck, dude, I gotta go. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like those are all like red flags that I feel like should have yeah, been. Yeah, big red flags. But yeah. I mean, there's a whole culture, especially, and, and you know, it might have gone maybe underreported or unreported completely that the Turpin parents could have had altercations with all these neighbors where True. they call them out and they're like, mind your fucking business or right, I'll fucking kill them. you. They're like, yeah, I'm yeah but back. I feel like the they, neighbors would have reported on that when the police came. They would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah, Turpin family that after fucking... After everything yeah. being, like, blown up, they would have been yeah. like, oh, here's some juicy gossip. You know? Plus, I mean, it's California. If some lanky white man's coming at you, you're just going to scrap him. True. True. Yeah. So the parents, uh, David and Louise Turpin, were sentenced to 25 years to life in prison, uh, and they ended up pleading guilty to all counts. I'm not... I couldn't find exactly, like, what all the counts were, but it was, yeah. like... Um, I know it was torture, other abuse, uh, and neglect. Um, two of the girls, two of the children cannot bear children because of what they had gone through. Um, but for the most part, a lot of the kids like have gone through rehabilitation. Like a few of them are going to college now. They're all like, you know, really excited to get their life back and they're, they don't want to be remembered for this. They're all free and they're all you know, doing their own things. Like I think yeah. a couple of them uh, have apartments and they, they're living like close by to each other and they um, still all like, you know, go over to visit each other all yeah, the time. That's good. Um, that's good. Just a couple more things is none of the children had seen a doctor in more than four years and none of them had ever been to a dentist. Yeah. Um, and they would be tied up for weeks or even months at a time. Yeah. I was looking up uh, some more facts about them. And apparently they didn't know how to brush their teeth. But I saw that after this whole thing happened and after their parents got their sentencing or whatever, 
um, a lot of different, like, people, like, dentistries and companies were, like, donating, yeah, like, clothes and stuff like that. I think that it was on the, and that's why we drank podcast when they talked about it. She had mentioned something that um, within, like, two minutes, I'm not sure, like, what business, but somebody, like, donated 13 iPads for all of that. Like, a lot of people, like, came through for these kids and, like, helped get them, like, all the stuff that they needed. Damn. Not just, like, iPads and stuff like that, but, like, just everyday yeah. essential yeah. things um, that they had no idea that was a thing. Damn. So. Bro, can you imagine being the the, the Walmart in Paris and, and you're like, hey, like, this thing came up? You're calling corporate offices like, hey, this thing came up. Can we just, like, donate a shit ton of clothes and, like, essentials and whatever? And your corporate office is like, fuck no, that's a waste of money. Can you imagine? Because <laughs> I feel like that's probably that's what, what happened. Probably what Probably happen, local yeah. mom and pop shops are the ones that Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, I don't imagine, like, big companies like that. Whatever. Capitalism, but, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so. That's a bad super one. fucked up. Yeah. Those poor um, Turpin kids. Yeah. That's... That's one of those cases where I can, like, I, I put myself in their mindset and I'm like, yeah. you know, like imagining being fucking tied up on the bed and you're like, oh, well, here we go. A week of this. And, like, the crazy thing is, is they would go on family vacations. Like, there are pictures of them all together. All, like, all the girls are in the same matching outfit. They would go to Disneyland all the time. Yeah. And they would be in, like, they would wear the thing one, two, all the yeah. way up to 13 shirts. But they would go out and they would have like family vacations do you think they went on rides or do you think they just fucking walked around for a few hours and then just went home i don't know because there's a couple different pictures yeah well and that's when like they her sister was saying like oh you know um louise didn't marry handsome but she married rich because he you know he was an engineer and stuff and they would always go to like las vegas disneyland disney world like they were like traveling all the time even with eight kids and all this other stuff and then, so I think, probably, yeah, eight kids, like in Disneyland, are you kidding me? Fuck. Are you kidding me? But then, after they went bankrupt, and they had all 13 of their children, like, they still managed to go out, like, while all this torture and everything was happening. That's, I feel like that's because... They still managed to go out. So, if, if the, <coughs> the, the schizophrenic flip did switch, they, it's possible that they could have been paranoid schizophrenic, and that's why they did... All, maybe that's why they did all these things with the neighbors to like you know keep the neighbors mouth shut yeah. possibly um, and that's why they did these things to their kids of like this, we're doing the right thing we're keeping our kids safe because the world outside is scary yeah whatever and then also part of the paranoid schizophrenic thing could have been like okay we need to keep up this facade let's buy them new bikes let's buy them toys in case CPS comes or whatever and then they were like, okay, well, let's take them on this trip. Let's take all these nice pictures. So in case people do investigate, we'll be like, yeah, no, we take care of our kids. We take them on right. vacation. Well, and I think part of it, too, is those kids growing up in that environment for the longest time, they didn't know. Yeah. That that wasn't how things were done. Yeah. They, that's just, they were used to their environment. They didn't know that anything was wrong. They didn't know that. Yeah, they, they probably thought that this was normal. Yeah, that they all, thought that all, all, all kids the kids everywhere were, were doing up, it. Like, yeah. if they did anything bad. Yeah, so... That's the biggest thing to where, like, it doesn't... It, yeah. It makes sense to why they didn't, like, try to run away more. But even then, like, if they were so used to that and they still had yeah, and I children mean, I trying think, I to think escape... That's, that's part... And they thought it was normal, but they were just like, hey, like, my siblings wanted me to call. 
I mean, that, I think that's just survival instinct. Yeah. In general. Yeah, that's As you true. know, you're in pain, you gotta get out of there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you think this is normal. So you're kind of torn between, like, okay, like, I, I have it's to like, go through my this siblings pain. are in pain. They pr- she probably had no idea, like, how big any of this would be yeah. when she called. Yeah. Can you imagine going through the culture shock of, like, being assimilated into the real world after all this shit yeah. goes down? Going from tied up in the basement for 17 years to being surrounded by news media. Yeah. It has to be a culture shock. Well, that's one thing I did notice, like, a lot... All of the articles that I read, they all blurred out all of the faces. Like, the children remained anonymous the whole time to the media. Like, they never mentioned any names of any of the children. They never showed any pictures of any of the children. Mm -hmm. Um, And, obviously, because they're children. But even then, they were adults. Yeah. But I think that was more of a protective thing because of just the... The, amount the shock. yeah the culture shock of what was happening yeah, i mean the obviously they still had and... you know people donating and like all this other stuff like they were still getting that attention yeah. um from the media and i know like a lot of people after it happened like if their house real quick became like a tourist attraction yeah and like i think a few days after like the scene was cleared like people were like taking selfies in front of the house and doing all this other like kind of really shit. gross stuff yeah, yeah. like yeah insensitive gross stuff yeah also imagine like i don't know man just imagine being the kids like really going from this to like being some huge news sensation Mm -hmm. that shit blows my mind they didn't even know what a hospital was yeah Mm -hmm. so then being just Introduced Basically to everything celebrities. That we yeah. And then being, yeah, being introduced to like, here's all this technology that's available. Yeah, like, now. We're yeah. not in the fucking 1800s yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's insane. Shit. So. That's crazy. Um, I was reading an article uh, and it said that they don't want to be victims. Mm-hmm. They want to be known as survivors. And I was like, okay, that's respect, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I respect saw the, the pictures. Grind. Respect the drip, Karen. Respect <laughs> <laughs> the drip, Karen. I saw these pictures of them on their vacations. I was like, they look happy. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, they look like they're having fun. they didn't fun. know any better. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It my fucking mind. But. It's crazy. I mean, there's been a few cases where, like, serial killers take their victims out on well, a I think vacation. it's part of, like, that the Stockholm Syndrome yeah. type yeah. stuff to where they're just like, oh, cool, okay. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of kidnappings and stuff. Like, we had, growing up, I remember there was a local, like, it was Sean Hornbeck, I think, uh-huh. really, um, like, the next town over from where I grew up, he got kidnapped really young. And then, like, I think it was maybe seven years later, he was, like, just out of Walmart. Uh, just, like, doing his thing. Like, I think he was, like, checking out. And someone was like, are you? You that kid, though. You that kid. What the fuck? Wait. And, yeah. So. That's uh, crazy. Like, he had gotten kidnapped. And just, like, that was just, I was like, okay. But, I mean, it's, like, with really anything i think it was probably a longer time span yeah but, yeah um i don't know i'd have to look that up but yeah it was something like that to where like he just like would go out and you know enough time had passed they thought to where like no one would recognize him but yeah yeah and then no he wasn't found at a walmart but a few years or like a couple months after he was you know found and returned home and all this other stuff he got a job at walmart like that's what it was like he had to just like go back to like yeah, you know, normal yeah. life, you know, and just like 
the grind Shit. don't stop, you know? Yeah. Like, no matter what he went Capitalism, through. Capitalism, you know? <laughs> he had to get a job, and he, you know, and I think he wanted that to feel, like, normal and stuff yeah. again. Yeah. So, I think that was part of it as well. But, That's crazy. Yeah. What are we at? We are way over, so. Way Ooh. over. Sign us off, because I have to pee so fucking yeah. bad. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Evacuates Podcast, episode... Uh, 37. 37. I was going to guess 37. 37. Let's call it 37. 37, guys. Um... What fucking doozy? <laughs> <laughs> what fucking doozy? <laughs> um, tweeted us. Did you know about the Turpin family? Did you live close to them? For our listeners in California, hmm? Hmm? tweeted us. Hmm? Uh, you can tweet us at Vacuous Pictures, or you can tweet us personally. Mine's at Noodle. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's at Vacuous Nigga. <laughs> I'm at Vacuous Kathy. And I'm at Vacuous Moose. Y'all, I'm tired. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.